So maybe this will be okay. <laughs> it will not. <laughs> thing we read this week where we talk about the books that we hate to love and love to hate i'm caitlin and i am a reserved leader otherwise known as savannah (laughs) and welcome back to our podcast weekly disclaimer this book was written by a 15 year old (laughs) and we don't hate books we also don't hate authors and we also don't hate 15 year olds we just like poking fun at problematic characters tropes and really really boring plots like we get this week um (laughs) but in order to support the authors we do buy a hard copy of the book each week and we'll try and think of something positive by the end of the episode i don't know what else to tell (laughs) y'all this one was a struggle (laughs) and since these episodes are not spoiler free we wanted to give you an updated book list so on the 23rd of july we have the air by kira cass super excited for that one (laughs) Um, and then on the 6th of August, we have Ship It by Britta London. I've heard that one's going to be a clusterfuck, so get excited. Caitlin, what are you drinking this fine morning? (laughs) (laughs) I obviously have not had enough coffee. (laughs) Oh, speaking of coffee, I am on my third cup. What about you? Um, I just finished my third cup and maybe it's a four cup kind of coffee day. You know what? This we podcast- already saw three cups, Savannah. Let's go to four cup. This podcast is actually an increasing progression of my coffee addiction. All right. The Kissing Booth by Beth Reekles. Meet Rochelle Evans. Known as Elle to most everyone, she's pretty, she's popular, and she's never been kissed. Meet Noah Flynn. Known as Flynn to most everyone. He's <laughs> I'm sorry, that part gets me every time. He's gorgeous, he's badass, and he's a total player. When Elle and her best friend Lee decide to run a kissing booth at their school's spring carnival, because that's a normal thing to do, Elle ends up locking lips with Noah and her life is turned upside down. But this romance seems far from a fairy tale. Is Elle headed for heartbreak, or will she get her happily ever after? From 17-year-old British sensation Beth Regals comes the story of one girl's first kiss, the intoxicating aftermath, and the age-old struggle between the head and the heart. I know I said she was 15. She started writing it when she was 15. I actually read this book when it was on Wattpad, so before it was published. Um, I do... She did edit this a little bit because there there were scenes that I distinctly remember from reading on Wattpad. But, like, this wasn't edited nearly well enough. There is no plot to the to this book. And it is actually the, the most boring book we've read for this podcast. I forgot that you had previous experience with it. Here is my question. Now, we, Caitlin and I have both seen the movie multiple times <laughs> because Caitlin watched it. She called me and made me watch it. Then we watched it together. And then we've watched it together twice more since then. So. It's not more than that, honestly. We love to hate that movie. <laughs> it is such a good, bad movie. So here's my question. I will never be reading this book again in my life. 
Is the movie better because at least something bad is always happening or worse because all of those somethings are toxic? <laughs> I'm going to strongly argue that the movie was a lot better um, because at least it was entertaining and yes, it was very problematic, but at least it had a plot. It did and like story all of the same follow. all of the same events that happen in this book that we go through happen in the movie but in a different order that makes more sense. To start things off, jumping into the book, I want to go back to the part on the back cover that says he's known as Flynn to most everyone. Question of the week early on in this episode. I want to know if in your school you called literally anyone consistently by their surname. Because my first thought was, this is not Harry Potter. And then I was like, maybe this is like a UK thing. So I'm Googling. I'm trying to find an article. I'm trying to figure out if this is a normal thing. And in all of the pages of people talking that I found, they were like, we do this in America too. And I was like, no, we don't. <laughs> so... I would like listeners to respond and let me know, wherever you are from, do you call your friends and basically everyone by their last name or not? I had a friend in high school who always called me Burton. I guess like in college, I had teammates who called me Tiff, but that was just because I have two first names. I just want to set the stage here for this book because there's... A few things that you need to know about our three main characters, Noah, Ellen, Lee. Um, number one, Noah is really hot. He gets in fights a lot, but he has really good grades. Um, number two, Elle is um, also really hot, but she doesn't know it. She's not like other girls, and she doesn't mind being sexualized by all of her male friends. Um, and then Lee is not that interesting, but he also participates a lot in sexualizing Elle. It's very well established from the beginning in all of Lee's conversations where he's like, girls do girl things and boys do boy things. To define that, girl things are shopping and talking about your feelings, and boy things are sexual assault. All of the men in this book are sexual predators, and that is like... Like, not all men, but every man in this book is a sexual predator. It is. This book um, just hates on men constantly. Well, this is an example. Uh, Elle and Lee go shopping together. And they're like brother and sister. Like, they're so close. They know everything about each other. They share the same birthday. They share the same um, dressing rooms. Yes. Yeah, so Lee will go in <laughs> with her while she's changing. So Elle is trying on a dress for a party that night. And it was a coral-colored dress. The skirt not too tight or short. And the neck low enough to be flattering without revealing everything. The soft, sheer material was bunched up down the left-hand side, concealing the long zip. So... TLDR, she's not a prude, but she's also not a slut. And then uh, she tries it on and she says, it looks better on the hanger. I thought doubtfully it showed an awful lot of leg. Lee let out a low wolf whistle. Nice. Shut up. Do you think it's too short? He shrugged and smacked my ass. Who cares? <laughs> I, over, over time, over the course of my life, I've had a lot of male friends. Not once. Have any of them ever had the audacity to smack my ass and sexualize me? Because it's not... 
like, I'm not saying that I've never been sexualized before in my life, but, like, my good male friends are not going to come up and just smack my ass and think that that's okay. That's not fucking okay. There's a reason right. why you're friends and not dating. <laughs> right. Well, and I hate that they're – I hate that it's termed locker room talk because, like, growing up fencing, it's a very mixed gender sport. And so a lot of the times if we were traveling or if we were at com- or competitions – we would be, like, changing in the same room or sometimes staying in the same hotel room. I know that's not normal for everyone, but we, like, had a small club. And even up through when I was in college, like, never once did they disrespect me like that or make me feel uncomfortable about my body. Like, I've had that experience in other situations, but never with my male friends, so. Well, and that's that's always been my issue with people saying like, um, oh, that's just that's just locker room talk or that's just what men do. Like men that I'm close to in my life would never do shit like that. No, like, and I've been in the I, locker room. They're not doing that. <laughs> men are not inherently sexual predators. No, sexual predators are inherently sexual predators and they can right. come in all genders and shapes and sizes. Yes. Lee and L are a part of student council and they have to come up with a booth to put on at this charity carnival that is raising money for cancer. And they come up with the idea to do a kissing booth, fucking obviously, and all of the girls want Noah Flynn to be a part of this kissing booth because he is literally the hottest person to ever have graced this fine earth. So (laughs) Elle is asking him... And he's telling her no, and he says, will you go down on your knees and beg? No, I said slowly, but every other girl will. Would that do it? He laughed a little. That's why I'm going to say no. Sorry. That's a theme throughout this book. Every other girl would die to be with Noah Flynn. So they've come up with this idea of the kissing booth, and then we've got to have the obligatory party scene. So Elle and Lee are self-described as popular and so they go to this party and Elle gets drunk. We get the combined tropes of mutual pining where it's obvious that Noah and Elle have a thing for each other. She gets super drunk. The love interest is taking care of her when she's drunk because Noah picks her up and saves her from stripping on top of a pool table and he's like, I'm gonna take care of you while you're throwing up. Let's go back to my room. Then they're like up in his room and obviously she's drunk so she just is falling over all over the place because that's what happens when you're drunk and she falls off the bed and they fall on top of each other and we've got like five tropes going on simultaneously and it's a still boring and b one of my least favorite tropes because i'm sorry she's like sitting on the bed and the next minute she's like laying on the ground she's like oh no accidentally noah is on top of me and i'm having feelings you know i think the thing that's irritating about that being nonsensical is it just boils down to the fact that this was a Wattpad book. So like <laughs> you can, it, I feel like when you have a Wattpad novel, you can kind of justify getting your characters into ridiculous situations because you don't necessarily have to have logic behind it. It can just happen and it's entertaining. And that's why people go to Wattpad. I'm behind rom-com tropes. Like, sure. Give me all of them. There are some of them that I'm very partial to, but somehow they're just really boring, and she's mixed so many together here, you'd think that at least one of them would stick. Right. Although, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, 
Noah's not a shitty human. He's not a great human, and people have said that he's been violent, but, like, at this point, he hasn't done anything horrible, and he's also not, like, I feel like a lot of the other, we've mentioned this before, where, like, it's setting the bar very low, but I feel like in a lot of other books, you expect that there's going to be some sort of sexual encounter, and he just, like, takes care of her while she's throwing up, leaves her there, and leaves. I'm like, okay, maybe he's not as shitty as he was in the movie. (laughs) Spoiler alert! I was wrong. I didn't mind Noah in this book. On a scale of, like, uh, I don't know. What's, like, the least shitty boy? On a scale of, like, (laughs) Edward to Harden, I feel like (laughs) (laughs) Noah falls somewhere in the middle. In the beginning. In the beginning. He gets so much worse as this goes on. But at this point, I'm like... Honestly, everyone is sexualizing him, but we've never seen him do anything to sexualize women. He seems kind of uncomfortable whenever anyone brings it up, and he's, like, obviously has a huge crush on Elle. I don't know if this is something that's been going around more than just Utah. Women have been coming forward about their sexual assault stories and naming names of the men that they were assaulted by. One of the posts that I saw going along with this Utah rapist list is all of these women talking about how in their high school and middle school, they had, like, slap-ass Fridays where boys would just slap girls' asses as they walked through the hallways. Which is what this scene reminded me of because Elle walks... Elle goes to school in a very short skirt because she doesn't have any other clothes to wear. Um, It happens to be a little bit short and someone smacked my butt as I walked past and I whipped around angrily. Did you just smack my butt? I asked, clenching my jaw. Maybe. Hey, I missed the party on Saturday, said his friend Adam. Do I get a repeat performance? So this is after she was trying to strip on the pool table. And I was just like, this 15 to 17 year old who wrote this thought that this was what it should look like to be a super hot girl in high school. I'm not necessarily faulting her for writing something super problematic. I'm just upset that this is the impression that she got. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and it's not like, like, obviously stuff like that does happen in high school. It's just sad. Well, she takes it as, like, joking around. Right. It's awful. (laughs) Right. Sorry. So, it's like... (laughs) It's a theme throughout the book that Noah keeps popping up and being like, stay away from L, L, all men are the worst. And it's like, no, they're not. But in this book, they are. <laughs> so, yeah. like, he's almost not wrong. And you find it, you find out pretty early on that Noah's been telling all of the guys in school to stay away from L or he will mess them up. And <laughs> <laughs> her friend tells her, Flynn's always told guys to back off of you. Olivia told me confidentially. Told them if they ever did anything to hurt you, they'd be sorry. This is the first time Elle's heard of it. And like we mentioned, Elle is just kind of like, huh, I never thought of that. Like, I'm not really worried about it. I hadn't, like, worried there was something wrong with me because I wasn't dating. Just kind of took it in stride. I'm kind of more one of the guys. Like, I don't have any thoughts or responses. Like, she's not even really bothered at first because she doesn't have a personality and she just goes along with what other people tell her to do. She just hopes that he's doing it because he secretly likes her as well. Right. (laughs) Like, she doesn't actually care that he is interfering in her dating life. Meanwhile, she 
gets a phone call from the asshole who fucking slapped her ass, and he calls to say, hey, sorry, I sexually assaulted you, and she is like, okay, thanks for the apology, I guess, and he, and she's like, I don't, I don't really want to hear whatever you have to say, and he says, you don't want to have dinner with me then? And then she says, I could just imagine the smug look on his face from his cocky tone. It made me grind my teeth. Give me a chance to really apologize. I was like, that bitch, I just apologized to you for sexually assaulting you. And now you owe me dinner because I had the grace to apologize for doing a shitty thing. And it's not just other men, like, overly sexualizing her because Lee shows up and they're constantly... Like, in conversations that she has with Lee and Noah, they're constantly telling her, Elle, you're too nice, and that's why you're in danger. And Elle is telling Lee about this, and she's like, I mean, it's kind of my fault. Like, I tried stripping off to skinny dip at that party when I was drunk, and Lee's like, Elle, you're being too nice. It's not like you go parading yourself around, do you? You have some decency. Like, okay, it's not like you go parading yourself around, because if you did, then it would be your fault. But you don't, so it's okay. You don't deserve this. Like, going off of that, what's said right after that is one drunken mistake, and those guys are practically undressing you with their eyes. Um, And she says, come on, I'm not that hot. And he says, have you looked in the mirror lately, Miss 34C? Excuse me? Excuse me, Lee? (laughs) Your boob size determines how hot you are always. (laughs) She pushes back towards noah at one point and he's like guys just want to get in your pants and she's like since when and he just starts telling her oh you trust people too easily like a guy would just have to tell you that he loved you and he wouldn't be waiting on you much longer like basically telling her if someone flirts with her then she's going to automatically have sex with them and that's going to be problematic and l follows it up with do you really think i'm that easy And then Noah starts punching things, as he has the tendency to do for the remainder of the book. Like, first of all, okay, virginity police, why do you care so much? And B, like, ugh, (laughs) why? And then, directly after that, Lee shows up, and they're telling her yet again, see if you notice a pattern, L, you are too trusting, you are too nice. And she's like, oh, for God's sake, hundreds of people go on dates, Lee. You go on dates. It's not like you try and molest a girl on the first date. Lee laughed at that. Third date, maybe. I'm sorry. What? Lee is a good guy, friend, because he waits to molest girls until the third date? Okay, this book was published in 2012, I think. I understand (laughs) it was You know, shit gets real when we start bringing up the publishing date. It's not a justification to point out when things were published or said or whatever based on the time period, but I do think it's important to note that, like, you can grow and change as a person. This book is incredibly sexist towards men and views all men as sexual predators. Right. It's not subtle either. They consistently come out and are like, L, be careful, all men are sexual predators. Right along with that thought. Noah happens to be the one to take Elle to her date that she has with this guy, Cody. And she gets in the car, and he says, at least you dressed like normal. And she's like, what do you mean, like normal? And he says, normal for you. I mean, you're not showing too much skin or anything. 
And that's another theme that continues on throughout this book is Noah saying, Elle, don't wear something too revealing or Elle, I don't trust these men and how they're going to view you. You need to cover up more. He's like a walking dress code. We get to the end of her date and she's sitting in the car and she, she's, this is her first date ever. So she isn't really sure the mechanics of it. She's like, do I kiss him? Do I not kiss him? And she makes the comment of, I was so lucky I'd watch John Tucker Must Die on the weekend. Now, I recently rewatched that movie. I've never seen it. (laughs) Do I hold a lot of nostalgia in my heart for it? Yes. Do I still love that movie? Yes. Is it a very, very, very problematic and sexist movie? Also, yes. So, like, maybe don't use that as your frame of reference when it comes to dating. Do you know the premise of it at all? No, I've I've literally never seen it. Give me okay. a basic rundown. Basic premise is you have John Tucker, who is this infamous hot guy in this school. It's a very clicky school, so it's like one of those one of those situations where everyone kind of sticks to their own group and doesn't really branch out. So John Tucker is the star of the basketball team and he is always dating multiple women at one point in time, all from different cliques so that they don't talk and realize what's going on. So basically his three girlfriends at one point figure out what's going on and they want revenge and he breaks up with all of them. I'm sorry, they want revenge after he breaks up with all of them. So you have Kate, the main character, who's played by Brittany Snow. Basically, the three girls convince Brittany Snow to uh, break John Tucker's heart. They, like, build her up and, like, create this persona for her so that he falls in love with her. Oh, and okay. They okay, familiar storyline. So, yes. like, fake dating. Okay. Yes, fake fake dating, and it's just very misogynistic. It's not great, But again, a lot of nostalgia in my heart. (laughs) Okay. All right. Cut to Lee and Elegant in a paint fight because they're painting shit for the kissing booth. And Lee throws paint all over Elle. And Elle needs to go into the bathroom to clean up. And she walks into the gym and she's like, oh, I don't see anyone around. So she starts undressing in the gym, like as she's walking to the locker room. And all of these guys come out of the men's locker room and they're like... I caught a couple of them shamelessly checking out my semi-unbuttoned shirt and put an arm across my sh- my chest. Ah, oh, come on, I said, doing a twirl and giving them a big grin. I'd rather make a joke out of it than be embarrassed. Do I look that bad? And one of the guys says, well, I'd pay to see you in an art gallery. Fuck off. <laughs> <sighs> and mind you, we haven't even gotten to the kissing booth yet. Like, we're almost halfway through. And the kissing booth has not happened. So we finally get to the carnival. There's the... (laughs) Lee starts dating this girl, Rachel. And this is a stupid note, but I just wanted to point it out. She's (laughs) working... Okay, my next note is stupid too. (laughs) She's working... Rachel, the girl that Lee is dating, is working a cotton candy stand. And they get free cotton candy from Rachel. And I'm just like... If you paid for it, that money's literally going to charity. You taking that for, for free is taking money from charity. <laughs> You're bad it's okay. people. They can't remember. They can't remember which charity. I was always like, I think it's like for dolphins or like cancer or something. <laughs> Maybe dolphins who have cancer. Who knows? <laughs> they're they're terrible philanthropists. Yes, zero out of ten would hire to run mm-hmm. my charity. 
Also, this is a ridiculous note, but like before Elle goes to work the kissing booth, she puts on bright red lipstick. She's yes. like, this is what we're it all irritated doing. irritated me too. And I was like, why? Like, I don't want, I don't want lipstick all over my face if I'm going to be like, I mean, I say if I'm going to be paying to kiss someone as if that's not a completely disgusting and really <laughs> strange idea. But like, that just adds another layer, you know, like there's a reason lesbians wear chapstick. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I just feel like the kissing booth idea was just taken from the movie She's the Man. And, like, she tried to build a whole story based around the idea of a kissing booth. And it's just, like... I forgot that. I had to, like, think for a minute and remember that that was a thing that happened in that movie. So another stupid note to make. By the end of the kissing booth, they've earned $614. Keep in mind, they were charging $2 per kiss. I love how you actually did the math. (laughs) I am not an expert, but I doubt 1,200 people came through the kissing booth. (laughs) You know that there's, like, that one creepy person. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but who's, like, gone through, like, 20 times. Right. (laughs) Which I I could see, but, like, 1,200 people going through there, even if they're repeat customers, just seems a little far-fetched to me. Listen, I don't know how kissing booths work. I went to a normal high school (laughs) where we had normal rules against paying for sexual interactions. Right. They just did the more, they just had subtleties of uh, slut-shaming women, slut-shaming women through the clothes that they wore to school. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, good times. High school. (laughs) So, unfortunately, Noah declines to work the kissing booth, even though he does show up. Um, obviously, because this is where he kisses Elle, they fall in love, their drama starts. Um, but I just want to point out that Elle is describing why she thinks so many girls are into Noah. And she says, even if girls didn't want anything long term, they might not mind just having a fling with a hot guy with a history of violence. Like, yeah, that's a super big turn on hot guys who have a history of violent behavior. Well, but then he he goes on a rant later on in the book where he's telling Elle, like, think like think about it. Really think about it. Have you ever seen me legitimately date these women? He's like, no girl wants to go out with a man with a, with a violent history, essentially alluding to the fact that because he has this violent history, women think that he might potentially beat them. But Elle, Elle is not like these other girls. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, she is, according to Noah, the one girl who is herself around him. And the fact that she doesn't want him back is making him crazy, although he says it's sending me crazy, which is a weird term. I don't understand. But (laughs) he's like, you're the only girl who didn't fall at my feet and it's driving me insane, which is my other least favorite trope. You're the only girl who's not like in love with me. (laughs) And unfortunately... Noah does not feel as unique and special and quirky and cool as Elle. And we find out this is actually why he prefers people to call him by his last name. He's like, (laughs) she asks him at one point why he hates people calling him Noah. And he's like, Noah's not exactly the coolest name in the book. You can't imagine some guy running in terror at the name Noah. (laughs) Flynn's just... (laughs) And she's like, yeah, it just suits you. Like... I'm sorry. I know this was written back in 2012, but Flynn is the name of a Disney prince. So, 
first of all. Second of all, you're not a mob boss. You're a high schooler. People are not going to flee in terror at the sound of your name. Why do you want that? That is not normal. Go to therapy. Directly following this interaction, we have episode one of L says no, and Noah goes right ahead anyway and does whatever the fuck he wants. And then the author romanticizes it. He He's dropping her off at home and he's like, I want my goodbye kiss. And she's like, um, no. And he's like, no. So you know that he heard her correctly. He bent to kiss me anyway. I was going to kiss him back, but he pulled away. And she's like irritated that he didn't kiss her. Like, the issues of consent in this book are endless and disturbing. After the kissing booth happens and she like makes out with Noah on like at the kissing booth everyone it's literally the talk of the school about how Elle and Noah made out and um she is sick of having boys look at me differently in the corridors because now I wasn't quite as innocent to them so the harassment that she had before this was horrible and now people are sexualizing her even more because she's not seen as some innocent virgin girl gross moving on i don't understand how she's not completely paranoid with all of the things that her male friends are telling her like during an argument noah tells her you don't seem to understand just how bad some of these guys are you act normal but they think it's flirting and take it the wrong way they'll try something and you might not think you've led them on but you sure as hell have so his logic is you will do nothing But they'll think it's flirting, and so that means that you've led them on. And they're entitled to do what they want with your body. And then she's like, I'm not leading anyone on. And he's like, that's what I'm talking about. You don't mean to, and you don't know it. But when you act like yourself and joke around, some guys take that the wrong way. And if you're not careful, you'll end up getting hurt. It's awful. It's horrible. The sexism towards men is just so out of this world. It's outrageous. Well, and like... To the point where she's at a party, this guy just, like, comes up behind her and is like, let's go outside, and starts kissing her when she's trying to tell him no. And Noah, who has this magical homing radar beacon where he can just, like, sense when there is a man within a foot of L, and he just, like, pops out of nowhere and starts punching things, he shows up, and he's like, that's it, L, we're leaving, And obviously she's upset because she's like, I was having a fun time. It's not my fault that this creep showed up out of nowhere. And Noah's like, get in the car! And just starts, like, hitting things. And she's telling him she doesn't want to leave. And he is so obnoxious and implies violence by hitting things that he intimidates her into the car and makes her leave. So episode two of Elle saying, no, I don't want to do that thing. And Noah continuing until she does the thing i mean just as a side note the guy who started kissing l at the party calls her and is apologizing because he's a nice guy (laughs) and l ends up apologizing to him because noah hit him like he's apologizing and i was like oh there's no need for that you really don't need to apologize to me i should be apologizing to you and i just cringe Mm, high school girls, no. He should be apologizing and then never speak to him again, maybe? I don't know. In her own mind, has so much internalized misogyny that she has, like, justified, oh, no, this is actually my fault because Noah was trying to protect me 
and therefore he hurt you even though you were doing something without my consent but i wasn't that uncomfortable with it so it's fine in addition she's having a pool party with her friends and she's messing around with some of the guys in the pool she's trying to get out of the water one of the guys goes to grab her ends up taking off her entire bikini top and who knows how that happens we don't rest her on display and (laughs) noah gives her this disproving look she's like covering herself up the guy who took her top off is like do you want it back or i mean i'm not complaining if you don't he teased and i laughed sarcastically Where do you come up with this shit? Like, you can't make this shit up. (sighs) And Noah's just over here in the corner, like, acting all angry with Elle, even though it was not her fault at all. And when they get into an argument, it's him being like, I've tried. I've tried to be different, Elle, but I'm a bad boy and always will be. Guess it's just the way my brain's wired up. Like, oh, boo-hoo, Noah, go cry yourself a river. So, at this point, Noah and Elle have started secretly dating, and it's a secret because she doesn't want- It's gross and we hate it. That, (laughs) and because she doesn't want Lee to be uncomfortable um, with the situation. However, keep in mind, he knows that they made out at the kissing booth, and he didn't really care. So, Mm. Elle had- and he was basically saying, like- Yes, it would make me uncomfortable and it would be weird, especially if you guys broke up and, like, I wouldn't want to have us all be in a situation where you would be forced to choose between, like, me or Noah. But he's not that upset about it. Yet, No, Elle- he wasn't like, if you start dating, I will literally behead you. Like- right. So Elle feels like it's the best idea for them to have this secret relationship for God knows what reason. And... They're sneaking around. At one point, they're hanging out. Her and Noah are hanging out in the garage while he's doing work on his car because, you know, just guy things. He asks her to grab him a wrench. She goes to grab the wrench. She ends up hitting her head and falling to the ground. So Noah's, like, cleaning her up. And Lee walks in and sees her looking like kind of a mess. And he immediately assumes that Noah has assaulted Elle. Oh dear. But don't worry because they they reassure you this entire time that Noah would never ever hit a woman. It's so reminiscent of after where you have yes. this completely emotionally manipulative and abusive boyfriend, mm-hmm. but the girlfriend's like, "Oh my god, he would never hit me." But he in after never. in in after he actually does end up getting physical with her. Yeah, it's a problem. Following the theme of everyone trying to assault L L, they're trying to pick a um, dance theme for their high school dance. And Elle's like, what if we have a masquerade? Like, typical idea. And everyone's objection is, Elle, if everyone is in masks and we can't tell who they are, everyone will try and assault you and you won't know who it was. That is their argument. What the fuck kind of school do you go to that this is your concern? Anyway, they have the masquerade anyway, because drama and tropes. So we'll get into that later. (laughs) We finally get to the inevitable reveal where Lee finds out that Noah and Elle are secretly dating. Somehow he gets this because he finds them making out in an abandoned classroom and he gets super upset. He tells 
Noah that he is well he he comes upon them making out and he's like don't you dare even get me started on you how hypocritical can you get huh telling guys to keep away from Elle not to hurt her and there you are treating her like some slut you picked up in a club there you are you high school student who is not of legal age to go to bars treating Elle like some slut as you kiss your girlfriend in an abandoned classroom that you picked up in a club. I have a lot of questions. We don't have time to unpack all of that. Well, and his his whole thing is, is he feels like Noah is just going to toss Elle aside and abandon her because Elle is such a nice girl and too innocent to realize what he may or may not be doing. And then his problem with Elle is that she lied to him. However, he's still not even that mad about it. The only thing he's really mad about is he's upset that he feels like Noah is taking advantage of Elle. Which yep. isn't necessarily what's happening. Yep. So maybe we could sit down and have a logical conversation and explain what's going on and be honest from here on out. Nope. That would be too easy. So Noah takes off dramatically. He's like running out through the parking lot. And he climbs in his car and drives away. And Elle's like... I watch him reverse out of this space and leave, and I wasn't sure if he'd ever come back. Like, girl, he goes to school here. He's got to come back. Like, you're literally going to see him tomorrow, unfortunately. <laughs> well, and also, like, she decides that she's no longer going to date Noah, but it's never really made clear why. And then eventually you find out that her logic is that she doesn't want to hurt Lee again. But I was like, Lee didn't care so why are we still going with that narrative i am confusion right and she never tells no she's breaking up with him she just like starts avoiding him and not speaking to him yeah she screens his phone calls that's it really strange which leads us into episode three of l saying no and noah refusing to listen literally eight times in a row i counted he shows up, he's trying to get her to start dating him again, and he leans in to kiss her, and she's like, I shook my head, putting my foot down. No, it's not happening. They talk a bit more. He leans in again. She's like, I shook my head again, retreating until I felt the wall at my back. Scene continues on. L, he said again, and I managed one word. No. His palm slammed into the display board behind me, making the wall rattle, and a loosely tacked poster fell fall down. I shook my head. No. His hands dropped onto my shoulders then, and when I opened my eyes, his eyes were pleading with me. Get off me, I said, trying to push him off. If you're counting, we're at five now. <laughs> I prayed he wouldn't kiss me now, because I knew I'd end up kissing him back. So as this is going, we're like romanticizing it. I can do it right this time, he said. I'm not dating you, I said feebly. He sighed leaning his head forward so it rested against mine and I stiffened. Noah, please, just don't. I can't help it, he said tightly, the muscle in his jaw jumping. He keeps going off. She's like, I said no. I shoved him hard in the chest and slipped out under his arm to the other side of the classroom. Noah, I can't do it. I'm sorry, but I can't. And then she, like, runs off. 
literally eight fucking times in a row where she's like, Noah, I don't want to date you. Go away. And Noah just barrels right on through and tries to use physical intimidation to change her mind. I have no comments on this book. Like, li- I, I literally, like, don't even have words to say because I just, this, it was just bad. And then he shows up later and she's trying to explain to her dad why she's still dating him. And she's like, he got down on one knee to apologize. So that means he's really sorry. Like, okay, all right, whatever. He buy, they end up going to prom together. They lie to Lee again. Lee figures out again. He's not mad this time. It's like so much non-action is happening that it's ridiculous. Noah's like, we don't have to have sex after prom if you don't want to. And I was like, oh my God, he's giving up sex for me. Like that's something that he had because he was entitled to it because he took her to a dance and bought a hotel room. That's gross. And then they have sex, and the book literally could have ended at the very beginning, arguably, but it could have ended there. There's so many spots where it should have just ended at so many different places. And then after prom, she realizes that she is in love with Noah, and then, of course, immediately after that, Noah calls her and is like, we need to talk. So they go and they meet in a Starbucks, but again, this is a stupid note, but like, they're at Starbucks and a server comes over and starts taking their order. And, like, I don't know how st- Starbucks are in the UK, but, like, I-, I feel like the point of a Starbucks is it's kind of like a grab-and-go situation. <laughs> you don't really have someone coming <laughs> and taking your order. Fast food in the UK is, like, weirdly fancier than it is here. Like, not even fancy because it's the same food. But I was in a fancy three-story Starbucks once that had, like, all of these upscale seating areas and there was a server that like showed up at one point and was like taking orders it was strange i don't know what's going on in the uk (laughs) it's kind of like an after how hardin was supposed to be british but like he didn't do anything that was british other than you know he came from london and he said mum instead of mom like that (laughs) those are the two (laughs) defining qualities You've reached the end. They're together. There's no other issues. So, of course, Noah has to leave and ride off into the sunset and go to college. Somehow he fucking got into Harvard. Like, all we know about him is that he never goes to school and he was on the verge of getting suspended because he fights all the time. Like, No, that's not true. He He's defined as someone who has straight A's and his only flaw is that he sleeps with a lot of people, well, quote unquote, sleeps with a lot of people and gets into a lot of fights. But how? Like, sure, you have straight A's whatever. That's not going to get you into Harvard unless you have some sort of extracurricular, but all we see him doing is, like, beating people up, hanging out with Elle, and riding on his motorcycle. I just don't understand how he got into Harvard. Anyway, he's sitting here debating, like, oh my god, I don't know if I should go to Harvard or if I should go to UCSD so I can be closer to you. And I was like, haha, throwback. I went to UCSD. Can't go there, friend. They don't have a football team. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what the whole we need to talk conversation is about, is he got into Harvard. And she's like, Mm -hmm. well, obviously you have to go to Harvard. And he's like, but I'll lose you. And she's like, but Harvard. And that's, that's essentially it. Um, And then at the end, for a little razzle dazzle, we throw in blackface. But like, (laughs) they're at a costume party. And the guy who does blackface is dressed like Commodore, Commodore Norrington which is that guy from 
Pirates of the Caribbean, the um Who's white? Who's white? <laughs> and let me just read this to everyone for context because both Savannah and I were very confused separately when we read it. And then when we, we came like, together to is talk this about what's it. Happening? The answer is yes. Um I went to swipe a finger across Dixon's cheek as I said, Is that fake tan? Don't touch, he batted my finger away. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get three gallons of cocoa powder on your face like this? It's cocoa powder, Lee snorted, like the stuff you used to make hot chocolate with. My sister uses it as bronzer when she runs out. She said it'd work. I was just like, (laughs) you're trying, you are a white guy. You're trying to be a white guy. You have cocoa powder on your face. Your sister's using it as bronze. There's a lot going on here. A lot of mixed messages. I don't know if that was the implication. Like, I, I still to this day am confused. I feel like it's worth just throwing out there. <laughs> Make your own decisions, reader. <laughs> what? So, anyways, the book ends and Noah goes off to college and they're going to try long distance. There's going to be a second book. We're not going to read it. Yeah, we're not reading it now. Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> I'm surprised we even recorded for we've recorded for an hour now i don't know how like how much we're actually going to keep because i'm sure that we're going to cut this down quite a bit but like we don't have any things to say about this because we can't comment on the plot there was no plot i mean honestly my final thought is that it was just the same conversation over and over again that was kind of sad like that anybody would a think that this experience is all that happens in high school and b think that this is the only treatment that you should have from your friends like i i'm just like i i was less upset by the end and just more sad because obviously these things happen and we should talk about them but that's not that shouldn't be like the only conversation that you have with people is about how your body is a thing to be sexualized a thing to be sexualized by everyone you know. Yeah, I don't really have any final thoughts. Um, I think the only thing I wanted to say is it's it's pretty cool that she was able to get published at the age of 17 and that she wrote this at 15 and was able to turn it into a sensation. Like, I think that that's super cool. Right. Um, and I will say... about like, it. <laughs> I will say, um, I'm guessing that... I mean, when she got the movie deal, I don't know how involved she was in the production of the movie, but... The movie definitely created a plot out of no plot and is as problematic as it is, which we'll go into later. It was pretty entertaining. Like, like for a 17 year old, got a pretty good career going for yourself. Got a good springboard. I'm sure you'll get there. (laughs) All right. But never fear, friends and family and listeners. Just kidding. None of my family listens to this podcast. Mine either. Um, I have the antithesis to this terrible book. Few things that we've mentioned. Women are overly sexualized. There is no good, like, foreign culture reference. Like, it's supposed to be set in America, but is it really? We can't tell. And also, um, oh, what was my third thing? Oh, and we talked about problematic references to popular rom-coms. I give you... The Falling in Love Montage by Ciara Smith. It is ultimately better because it is about lesbians and not a straight couple. (laughs) (laughs) And 
so <laughs> um the author is from belfast good representation of a place that's not like so confusing that it throws you out of the book but like these characters are definitely in ireland and not america I will read you the summary. Saoirse doesn't believe in love at first sight. She definitely doesn't believe in happy endings. If they were real, her mother would still be able to remember her name. She wouldn't be in a care home with early onset dementia, a condition Saoirse may one day develop herself. So Saoirse isn't looking for a relationship. She doesn't see the point. But Saoirse is about to break her own rules. For a girl with one blue freckle, an irresistible sense of mischief, and a passion for rom-coms. Unbothered by Saoirse's no relationship rule book, Ruby proposes a loophole. They don't need true love to have one summer of fun, complete with every cliche rom-com montage-worthy date that they can dream up, and a binding agreement to end their romance come fall. It would be the perfect plan if they weren't forgetting one thing about the falling in love montage. When it's over, the characters have fallen in love for real. This was just such a cute novel. Like, and it involves characters watching problematic straight rom-coms and then, like, making their own gay take on it. And it's just great. It was a good read. That's my recommendation. And for this week's non-book recommendation, um, I wanted to recommend The Politician on Netflix. I was pleasantly surprised to stumble across this show. I don't, I don't really watch TV shows, if I'm being honest. I just, like, I'll go through phases, but I've had a hard time finding shows that'll really suck me in. And this was one I literally watched the entire first season in two days. <laughs> I was obsessed with it. It just, it has really good representation of mental health. You have non-straight and you have good non-binary representation. You have people of color. You have um, representation of people with disabilities. It just, it's so good. It's just about this kid who wholeheartedly believes that he is going to be the president of the United States one day. And the first season follows him trying to win his high school presidential election. And it just, it's like all of the grit of a real political campaign, but set in high school. And is that unbelievable? Yes. It should not have <laughs> taken place in high school, but it's really funny and it's so good. It has a uh, Zoe Deutsch in it. It's got that guy Love from, her. I can't remember his name. It's got Benji from Pitch Perfect in it, who <laughs> I also love from the Book of Mormon. The play, Just, not the book. <laughs> not the book. <laughs> Review to come. <laughs> what was the question of the week again? It was, do you, where do you live and do you call your classmates by their surname? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. This is a side note, and this is specifically shouting out to uh, Maddie and Cordy, if you are listening. My little sister called me last night, and she was like, how do you say you are N? Earn? Yes. Ella was convinced that you say it yearn. So they called me <laughs> to have me settle this debate for them, and I said earn, and Maddie goes... Make that a question of your of the week on your podcast because we need this settled so that that is your side question of the week. Is it yearn or earn? <laughs> Answer, my this little sister changes. was wrong. It is not yearn. <laughs> the entire meaning of yearning. <laughs> well, that's what they were saying. They were like, yearn is a verb. It is not a thing. Uh, the it's queer not earning. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Worst Thing We Read. 
send us an email at worstthingweread at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at worst, T-H-N-G, we read. Uh, follow us on Goodreads. Our ats are in the description below. Uh, Please leave us a five-star review. Yeah. I am begging on my knees. Just kidding. I'm sitting in front of my computer. Um, please do that and tell your friends about us. And it would mean a lot. It would. Um, and it's my birthday, so you have to. Was there a birthday in March? Yeah, well, no one celebrated it then either, so. I did. Well, Anyways, see you uh, next week. With, <laughs> not with our eyes, but with, but with our mouths. Our mouths. <laughs>